Okay, friends, we are here with another episode of Oshu, and I am joined by a special guest, Bailey. So, Bailey, you're here. I want you to just kind of introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about who you are, how your business got started. Literally, tell me everything. <laughs> okay, cool. Hi, everyone. Um, my name's Bailey Dennis, slash, well, I'm married now, but I still use my business last name as Dennis, and... I'm a Pacific Northwest, like wedding and elopement photographer who's been in business for 10 years. And I'm based just out of Portland, Oregon, um, in a really small town called Camas, Washington. Okay, cool. I've, I don't think I've ever heard of that town before, but I know where Portland is. So like, yes, I feel like even people from Portland sometimes have not heard of oh. Camas. It's, <laughs> it's funny. really small. There's like, I think there's like 20,000 people total and we're probably some of the youngest people here. So, yeah. so you do weddings and elopements. What's like your like specialty, like when it comes to shooting, like what, what do you specialize in? Um, I'd say that I specialize in weddings and couple sessions. Okay. I do more like larger weddings than elopements. Um, but okay. I definitely like over the past couple of years, I've definitely done like like a ton of elopements just with okay. everything else going on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think everyone that's just kind of like the boat everyone's in is just like elopements are the only option at this point. <laughs> yes. Yes. So how did your business get started? Like take me back to when you first started photography and then when you transitioned into a business. Yeah. So I first got started. Um, it was like, I've been shooting for 15 years. I started on um, just like point and shoot film cameras mm -hmm. before I, like I've been shooting since before a DSLR was a thing. Wow. So pretty crazy. Yeah. My first digital camera, um, literally took a floppy disk. Like <laughs> if you, if anyone even knows like what those are, that's like, it could shoot 24 yeah. photos on it. And that felt like this is absolutely insane. Okay. Are those the, the discs that are like maybe three inches big and they are like really thin. Yes, they're like, they're like this big and it's literally like, it could break so easy. That was like the OG SD card. Yeah. So that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like super easy to break and they just like fall apart. But yeah, I shot, I shot with one of those. And then I had the first like DSLR, which was the Nikon D1 the okay. first one ever to come out. I didn't get it when it came out, it, but it was like the size of my head and it weighed like, <laughs> I, I'm exaggerating, but it felt like it weighed like 10 pounds at the yeah. time. And it was a professional photographer who did like the kind of school yearbook, studio portraits, like prom photos, that kind of stuff. And he, he actually like gifted me his camera, his Nikon D1 when he upgraded his. Okay. Just because my parents are like, she's running through film. She's running through like, like films expensive. This is just, yeah. So yeah. that, that was like the, how I got my first camera. And then I just kind of got into shooting for fun with my friends, like was not you know, anywhere near being able to charge to shoot people. But I mm -hmm. shot from like eighth grade until senior year. And then I was like 12th grade, senior year of high school. I was shooting like my high school friends, senior grad photos. Yeah. And I did some also my like junior year too, but I did like 50 people's my wow. senior <gasps> year. Yeah. That's crazy. So you were like, you were like known as the photographer basically for your grade. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's, I was such like, I was such a weirdo. Like I'm still a, <laughs> like really a weirdo, but I was like, definitely. I mean, like even from eighth grade, like, I feel like if anyone knew me, it was just like via being the photographer at school. Yeah. And I also have like a rainbow car. That's like, it just looks like a Crayola crayon box. And no so, way. yes, yes. And so it was like, oh, just like that, that like weird photographer girl who has like the rainbow car and you just fit the vibe so well. Yeah, I would bring, do you know what a chinchilla is? Yes. Like, I used to have a chinchilla. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I brought my chinchilla to school. So if there's like three things that define who I was like the first half of my life, that's like brings her chinchilla to school. <laughs> like I did that one time, like let's cool down. But yeah, right. that, that chin- you had a chinchilla too. Yes. I don't know anyone else. Who- Okay, so I got a chinchilla in fourth grade. My fourth grade teacher like had a chinchilla as like a class pet and then he retired and was like, I need to send this chinchilla somewhere. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And that thing like I didn't realize it was nocturnal. It barked at me in the middle of the night like it was in my room. Did that did yours ever bark at you? No, mine was like super chill. Oh, Maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe it hated me, but it would like get on the corner of its cage and like, like viciously bark at me. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. No, mine, mine would like sit on my, like, it was like Uh, a little parrot. Like it would sit on here and just like, watch me like do homework. It was the cutest thing ever. I'm so jealous. Okay. Well, we had completely opposite chinchillas, but it's fine. Mine would like try to run away from me. (laughs) Okay. So how did you like start your business then? Like you're full time in your business. So like, when did that start? Cause obviously like you went from being the senior photographer at some point to being a full-time photographer. Yes. It was like, uh, I shot senior portraits, like heavily into senior portraits for four years post high school. And I just, I knew I wanted to be a photographer. I went to two years of community college for photography as well. And like, as I was going through that, I was shooting weddings. Like I try, I was booking like 10 weddings a year for four years, um, just kind of when I could have them. And I was waitressing as well. So I was like going to college waitressing and shooting. And I was just like way overworking myself. And I was like, okay, I'll save up. And once I save up six months worth of bills, and just have everything kind of like pre taken care of. That's, that was like my goal of, okay, once I hit that goal financially, I'll feel like I'm ready and I can go full time. Okay. And I was like living on my own and whatnot and had like a little office area. Yeah. So I was like, I feel good. I feel like I have like myself set up. And that was six years ago that I went full time. Wow. So I started wedding. I shot my first wedding ever 10 years ago last month, or it was like May 28th of 2011. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. So you obviously like, once you were able to start putting full-time hours into your business, you just started to just see it thrive and take off and yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like every, I mean, every year has been better than the last, which it, it should be like in your first few years of business. But I think like having that foundation of, I know there's a lot of people who it's like, once you pick up a camera and you decide you love it, like there's, you don't stop thinking about like, you're like, Oh, like the thought of going full-time is like everything. And I feel like a lot of people really push for like jumping into it as quick as possible. And I'm usually like, I'm such a huge like dreamer and advocate of that, but also I'm so, I feel like, like financial security is something that helps like, like lower, like an anxiety level that I would have if I didn't have that. Like, I don't think you can have quite as much like love and fun when you're doing it. If you feel like you're constantly trying to make ends meet. Right. It's true because when you're booking sessions, it can almost, um, make the sessions feel like they're just paying your bills and you just need to get more clients. It doesn't matter who the clients yeah. are or what their story is. Like you just need to take the photos and deliver them and that's it. And that's totally. kind of yeah. like, there's no purpose behind that. That's kind of like why we do what we do is to tell people's stories. And so when that gets stripped from what you do, it's like, you know, that it's yeah. just not it, good. And that's when it feels like, it feels like a, just a job. Right. Like, it's like, this isn't, this is like, is not the career choice that you want if, if you just want a job, like it's so it, it's like, I mean, it takes over like your whole life. So if you don't love it, then (laughs) it's true. Dip out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so obviously, um, this episode is about posing because I'm sure anyone that's listening read the title of this episode. So I think it'd be a good time for us to jump into that portion of the episode. Um, so on your Instagram, if, 
anyone hasn't looked at your Instagram, um, I think everyone should pause this episode, go look at your Instagram, obviously follow you and then come back here. Um, and just like notice how Bailey's posing just seems super natural and candid. Um, so Bailey, can you talk us through like the process or like your approach to posing? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's literally my, I feel like, like when you asked to host me on here, I was like, like, what do I feel like I'm like the most expert of anything else? It's like not calling myself an expert. I still am always learning, but that's definitely the thing that I feel like if anyone knows my work, like that's where, that's where I thrive and getting my clients super comfortable. Um, I feel like with my, so kind of like taking it back to doing senior photos and just, Mm -hmm. I, I was shooting like my friends or models. I heavily was shooting like, um, just like, there's no more, like, there's no person that's more uncomfortable to get their photos taken than like high school seniors. It's true. And like some are, some are very, very excited, but it's, it's like, if you can posing couples feels so, so natural to me. And it comes so easy after working with people who are really like, like you really have to help them come out of their shells, especially, I mean, like senior boys, when I was shooting them and had (laughs) their parents, like, like moms, like hovering over (laughs) like, Oh, these, these poor guys, like, they're just, they're just like trying to get comfy and yeah. So learning how to pose learning how to pose individuals, um, really helped with like gravitating in towards couples. I feel like when, when you're posing a couple, like, I don't want either one to feel like the prop. Like, I feel like when you're shooting, when you're shooting heterosexual couples, like Mm -hmm. it, it's like the guy tends to like fall into the position of like a prop or in the background. And it's just like all about, um, one person. And I really, like I try to make sure that both people, like when I, when a couple is hiring me, I don't want it to be only one that is excited about it. I want them to yeah. be like equally hundred percent excited and like how I go about doing that. Um, as of right now, I'm sending like a pre, uh, like a get to know you questionnaire to couples yeah. just to kind of, you know, find out what music do you like, like things to know ahead of the session mm-hmm. and like before I was doing that, that was, that's like a new thing. But before I was doing that, um, I always hop on FaceTime or zoom meetings with my couples okay. before they hire me. So that's something I know not everybody's comfortable with like video chat, but yeah. pre COVID I was definitely doing like in-person meetings, which, you yeah. know, a lot of people don't prefer, but I'm like, I'm very extroverted and I do, I do have extroverted clients, but it's like maybe one of them is and the other isn't. And I just mm-hmm. know that if they get that face-to-face interaction with me, that they'll be like, the more you have that, the more comfortable you'll be. Definitely. And the majority of couples who I shoot engagements for, I'm also shooting their wedding. So I'm like, if we do, like, if I can get you super comfy during engagement photos, then you're going to be 10 times more like relaxed on the wedding day. And you're yeah. not going to be like, this photographer is just hovering over me, but going back to posing. So yeah, getting to know, like if, if just feeling like the vibe of the couple, uh, I shoot for couples that are like both super extroverted and like lovey dovey jumping all over each other, kissing yeah. each other, like mega PDA mm-hmm. and, and then going all the way to the other end of the spectrum, shooting couples who are just like, like, we love that you get photos like that, but that does like, it's not us. And yeah. so like, like, maybe they want something that's like in that same realm. Like we want to show our love, but that's just not how we show it. So just, you know, helping them kind of create an experience for their engagement photos or their anniversary photos, whatever they're celebrating with me to make them feel like, Oh, this is so us and putting them in an environment that feels very them is just the easiest way to get them to be comfortable with then like you kind of molding and putting them into poses like pre pre COVID. I was very, like, I'm very hands-on. Like I'll tell them beforehand. I'm like, if you're fine with me, like moving pieces of your hair or like, like tucking your tag in, if something's poking out, like yeah. just making sure that you look and feel your best. Um, but 
getting like getting into the actual posing. It's just, yeah, getting, getting a feel for how comfortable they are. Definitely playing like music. I asked them what kind of music they like. I have like a ton of Spotify playlists to get. If I'm not constantly filling like the conversation, then Mm -hmm. I, I like it filled by music. So obviously you don't want people like talking while they're getting their photos. Like those are not the ones that usually turn out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, with this environment that you're creating for them, um, you said it's like different for every couple. So like what, what things do you do to make it different? So obviously you have the music, are there like specific locations or specific like poses that you do that are different for each couple? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. So, um, going back to that, like if I have a couple who is, you know, super comfortable with PDA handholding, I'll, you know, just it, I'll, I'll take the approach of like the poses that I do are more intimate, like more hands on having like limbs just flying everywhere. Like, okay. You know, I, I'm not very into, like, I don't necessarily give prompts or like, like I know, uh, some photographers go more of like the prompt and like question route. And I like, I like to pretty much set up the pose. Like I'll be like, okay, walking this way. And then once you get there, you're like running back to me, but while you're running back, like I'll give them like five different things to do and they can't remember all of that. Like, I don't expect them to remember, but then it kind of turns into whatever they, whatever they heard. They're like, okay, I think we're supposed to bump into each other. And also like, maybe I, maybe I'm supposed to jump on your back, but then I don't know if that's what she said. Like I'm throwing so much stuff at them that I don't expect them to remember it. And it's Mm -hmm. like the pictures where they're like confused is like, they're just like looking at each other. Like, what do we do? And then they end up laughing and those end up being like, usually their favorite photos. They're like, okay. Oh, like how how did she like, I don't even remember that. Like, I don't remember us like having maybe that, that moment. Oh yeah. That was when, that was when we did this and, and it turned into that, but so you're, you're, yeah, you're giving people like a list of things to do. And then you're not necessarily looking for the pictures of those things. Like you might get photos of like a piggyback or whatever, but you're kind Mm -hmm. of looking for when the piggyback's over or when they're trying to figure out the piggyback. That's when you're snapping photos. Okay. Mm -hmm. I actually have noticed that within my sessions, I'm snapping more like not during the pose, but in the moments like in between or after the pose and getting into it and getting out of it. Like, like specifically, yes. I think of when my couples, like one of the partners picks up the other one and like spins mm-hmm. them around. And then when they set them down, that moment is like their arms yes. are still around each other. They're still laughing. They're a little dizzy. I like literally that is like my secret sauce right there. And that makes yes. sense when yeah. you do that. Okay. Yeah. No. And that's, I mean, a lot of the pictures that I end up posting on Instagram are like, I, I feel like they're probably 50, 50 between like like a romantic, like more posed one. And then the ones that are candid, it's usually a moment like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're just talking about something like silly and, and ridiculous, but okay. it's like, I'll, I'm like the whole time I'll try to get to know, like I'm, I'm stalking them ahead on like social media, figuring yeah. out like, it's like, do they have pets? Do they have like, what are their interests? What do they like doing outside of this? And also getting to know that through like phone calls and FaceTimes with them. Like if I do a lot of work out at the Oregon coast, it's only about an hour and a half from where I live, but the majority of my sessions are all kind of within like a three hour round trip window of me. And when, I mean, people are just like living their best lives when they're at the beach. So when I'm shooting there, it's very easy to get people to like have a good time because it is a place that it's so easy to have a good time. But if I have couples that are more like, oh, we want like, Oh, like, I feel like our night is more like beers on the waterfront, like that kind of thing or going into the woods, having like a little campfire. Like, I don't want to have someone pick something just cause they saw like, Oh, it looks cool. Like there's definitely people who are like, Oh yeah. Like we want that because we saw it and it looks really pretty. But then also like, is that something that you guys would do together? And it's yeah. a lot 
and I'll let them know, like, it's so much easier to get you both comfortable if it's something that you're both going to have kind of fun doing. Um, and then the posing with a couple who it's like, there's those couples, there's ones who are not so comfortable and Mm -hmm. I'll just start out with, so I usually have couples wearing two different outfits so we can get like a huge variety of photos just specifically for like an engagement session and starting out with like a more casual outfit. I'm like, if you're wearing like jeans and a tee, you're going to be able to like, you know, like run easier. Like there's lots more poses that you can do. You're not so limited as you are with like formal wear. Mm -hmm. And so I try to get, it's like going through the motions of like a more casual atmosphere helps to create the comfortability to get the more like formal pictures or pictures that would feel like more romantic. And I'll be like, this is kind of how your wedding day will go, but I want this experience to be really fun and carefree. And then like, you will be more limited with time and posing on the day of, but I can get an idea of what you guys love based on what you, what I see you posting and loving from your engagement photos. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to think of it is just by figuring out the photos they like. And then the next time you shoot them, incorporating more of those poses. I've noticed that with some of my couples, some, um, some of them like specific angles of their face or really like laughing pictures and not so much serious pictures. So you kind of have to think about serving your client and, you know, taking the pictures that they're actually going to use and act the ones that they actually want. If they're not into moody or serious stuff, like maybe just don't do it, you know? No. And that's, it's like, it's, I think it's really good to get like people maybe don't know, like if they haven't had photos together before, maybe they don't know what they're going to like the most. Like Mm -hmm. they know what they like of themselves, but they don't necessarily know what they like, like as far as pictures of the two of them. Cause usually when they're coming to me, like the photos that they have together are just like iPhone photos that they've taken, but like selfies and pictures people have taken of them, like a handful. Um, So, um, let's talk about if I'm your client. So I want to talk about like specific poses, I guess. So if I'm Mm -hmm. me and Charlie are your clients, um, let's say we're like not super outgoing, but we're not super uncomfortable. So we're kind of just like the in-between people. What are those specific things that you're telling us throughout the session? Like, can you walk me through when we get there? Um, and kind of like exactly what you would be telling me and what you would be snapping. Totally. Yeah. So it's like we get out of the car, we're at the location. Um, if we have like, I try to pick places where we have a little bit of a walk to kind of talk it through, like as we get there, mm-hmm. so it's like, if we have five to 10 minutes where I'm just like, um, like one getting pictures, like the start is just, Hey, you two are pretty much like hanging on to each other the whole time. You're probably going to be holding hands like the majority of the time. So anytime I'm not shooting you, like, I still want you to interacting. Obviously, if you need to breathe, if you need a moment, like just, just have that, but you two are holding hands, walking out, kind of taking in like the view of wherever we're going. Um, like those pictures are fun getting down to wherever we're going. Like I'm trying to get a balance of standing up poses, picking up, um, sitting. So like with you two specifically, I'll like, if he's, if he's, I don't know, like if he's taller than you or shorter than you, I'm going to help. Like, I'm going to make sure that he feels like secure in himself and you feel secure in yourself in the poses. And like, I'll, I'll let people know, like, it might be like, there's poses that feel super awkward, but they end Mm -hmm. up like looking great. So just like give it an opportunity. And if you hate it in the gallery, just like we're tossing it. We'll never look at it ever again. Okay. But (laughs) I was like, okay, for sit, like for, I start with more of, um, standing up poses. It's more so like to protect the outfit. So you're not getting your butt, like all covered in sand or dirt right away. It's like, okay, let's like move through the motions of anything that I can think of while you're standing up. I have a whole list any pose I've ever done, um, specifically is like, I have an entire list on my phone. I don't ever okay. look at it. But it's just there in case I get like just nervous or like if we're having a moment where it feels like, okay, things are like dull right this second, but I really mm-hmm. want to like get back up and have some more energy there. Um, so it's like, okay, you two are walking. I want 
you to kind of like do a full circle around him. I want you two holding hands with this hand, switch sides, holding hands together in the middle, like hold his hand with both your hands. Like I'll think of like five to 10 different combinations of just like hand holding and then just to get a huge variety and then go into like you two are facing each other. Like you're going to pick her up or you're going to pick him up. Like I'll be like, Oh, foot's popped. And then the guy accidentally like pops his foot and it's super cute. And you guys are laughing. Like, I mean the whole, yeah, just get like, get like a little 10 minute feel of like within the first 10 minutes, it's just kind of getting comfortable. So the posing, I try to leave like, like pretty timid, like not anything too crazy. And then if I get a gauge for like, okay, I feel like he's having like a better time. She's having a good time. Like let's like, let's go into some, we'll try to be like a little bit more romantic, like specifically, okay. You two are sitting, like if there's like a a log or something right there, I try Mm -hmm. to find something like maybe not just sitting like straight on the ground right away. Like I like to get like, okay, we're standing up, we're picking up, we're sitting down and then we're sitting all the way down, like sitting on something so that like you're looking at each kind of outfit combination in that gallery, you're seeing literally like, I mean, every pose looks different. Like I feel like the pictures I'm delivering don't look similar to each other. And then with having two different outfits, like you can repeat poses and it doesn't feel so repeated or I'll just, um, like not just necessarily posing you, but just taking a step back, like I'll get the same pose from super close up. And it looks very different than when you're like way far away. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like the little people, big picture. Um, I feel like, like posing is that too. And just like the composition of the image, you can change so much by just backing up or getting in really close. And yeah, it's true. When, when I'm shooting, um, I will, put my couple in a pose and kind of give them a little bit of a prompt, not necessarily a prompt, but I kind of just tell them what to do with their faces. Mm -hmm. And then within that like position that they're in, I literally am doing wide shot portrait, a wide shot landscape Mm -hmm. coming in like mid midway, but it's still wide, like doing all of that, stepping to the side, getting a close up stepping to the other side, getting another close up. So there's so much that you can do within one pose. And I feel like a lot of the times you feel like you need to have 25 poses per session Mm -hmm. and every single photo needs to be a different pose, but that's just not the reality at all. Like if you keep someone in that same pose, you can get like, I, I kind of think of it like I can get at least like five unique shots within one pose. And if I am, gonna deliver 50 final images that's only 10 poses and if they have two outfits that's five poses per outfit that's that's nothing like so you kind of have to break it down to to kind of visualize how you're going to do the session like you don't have to worry so much about the poses as much as like how am I composing these images so that my gallery is really strong and all of the images look unique because no one wants to see like 20 walking pictures where it's like each picture is just a different step, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, oh, and it's, I mean, I'm like a serial over deliverer, like always <laughs> have been, always will be. Same. And so I'm like, when, yeah, I was like, I take, I, th- I think I saw like one time you're like, I have like 7,000 pictures to like, oh, yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll have, so my engagement galleries are like so heavy in the amount because like, it's different. I'll deliver very different amounts in an engagement session versus like a wedding. It's like, I'd say, I mean, it, not that it like really matters, but it's like usually like a hundred photos per hour that I'm delivering. And that's the mm-hmm. same for engagement sessions. And it feels like, what are we going to do with this many photos? But I'm hoping if I'm delivering like a hundred to 200 photos for a one to two hour session, they are going to really, really love like 20 to maybe 40. Like yeah. those are probably their favorites, maybe printed, put in a little album, but um, pretty much every single picture, like in, if your favorites are like under 50, every single pose will be so different. Like you have, maybe there's some that look similar throughout a hundred to 200 photos, but mm-hmm. like the ones that you like, 
it'll look like we did so much in just that short amount of time. Right. And I got some photos done in San Diego when me and Charlie went on our little um, honeymoon back in March. And Mm. we, there's like, I'm thinking specifically of this pose we did where I kind of like gave Charlie like a bear hug where my legs were like wrapped around him. A little koala. Yes, that one. And the (laughs) photographer gave us about three or four photos exactly in that pose but my face was just a little bit different and I appreciated that because I picked one where I really liked the way my face looked and the way Charlie's face looked too because sometimes he makes weird faces so that one photo I was like I appreciate that she gave me a few different options because there's that one that I really love that I'm gonna use and maybe like yeah, the other ones I'm not going to I use. like these three, but right. I love this one. I would print this and hang this up. Exactly. And it doesn't take that much longer just to put the same edit on like three different photos where mm-hmm. your face is just a little bit different. So that's also something cool. to consider when you're putting together your galleries is just like thinking of your clients. Like they're going to be a little bit pickier about their face. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, it's like when I'm looking through gallery, I'm like, oh my gosh, like everyone's a banger. They look great. Like I think they look beautiful, mm-hmm. but I know like- when I get galleries, um, with my husband, Tyler, that like we've shot with a bunch of photographers and we, it's like, there's galleries that are huge and we'll, we'll end up printing like five to 10 from like each session we do. And they're pretty, all of them are ones where there was other options for like that same kind of photo that were just slightly different, but I'm like, Oh, I really like that. I can see like Tyler's smile in this one versus like more serious, like, there's there, you're always going to have a favorite that might be different than the photographer's favorite. Right. Yeah. And that's totally okay. That's kind of just like, that's just how photography is, you know? <laughs> okay. So let's say that one of your clients isn't reacting super well to the prompt that you're giving them, or they're just not giving you like that reaction that you want. What are you going to do in a scenario like that? Yeah. So if I have someone who's just not like responding well, I feel like part, like part of that, it's like, I take as my responsibility. I'm like, I really try to set up a real, a realistic expectation before the session on like, this is how I'm going to be able to do my best work. Like if you guys are, um, I'll let people know, like it, it takes like the session itself for me is happening. Like it's starting three hours before the session, even like the day before the session, I'm like, make sure that you guys are like loving on each other the day prior. Like you're not getting into like petty arguments. Like this is something that like let leave work behind, leave like arguments behind. If you're not having a good day, like we're going to need to reschedule the session. Like this is something that it it's just like, I can't, provide you with like the experience that you're paying me for if you're not in a good mood. And I know obviously everybody has like their off days, but I do feel like when someone's not feeling it, like one, like you're like, you're paying me good money to be able to like produce something for you that you're going to be stoked on and just, yeah, like leave everything else at home. I'm trying, I'm definitely trying to create like an atmosphere that they feel like they can be safe. They can be themselves. Like like we're having fun. Let's not worry about it. We're not going to be hangry. We have snacks. We'll have a drink (laughs) if we need like, but if, yeah, it's like, usually there's things outside of it that might be affecting it. And I feel like I'm, I'm good at going about like asking the right questions or just like trying to kind of get a feel for maybe like why that person's having a rough time or like, like let's talk about it. Like and, and I can like, I can set my camera down for a second. If I feel like we need to have, we need to have a talk. We need to have a moment like to just kind of just get back on track. But usually if they can tell that I'm invested into them, I care more about like who they are than how these photos are going to like, I was like, I want to do my job, but I can't do my job properly. If you're not enjoying yourself and you're not like willing to open up and have a better time. So Like if, if I need to set it down and just be like, Hey, like this is I, my sessions are, I say are an hour for an engagement session, but mm-hmm. I give us like three to four hours. I'm like, Hey, like the best lighting. I was like, by the time the best lighting is going to be here, we're going to be in a good mood. We're going to be like having the time of our lives. And by the end of the session, they're like, okay, that was like way like, like usually the response is that was way more fun or that was way like less nerve wracking than I thought it was going to be. 
And like a big part of that is just you making sure that we felt comfortable and like, we appreciate that. So, but yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, just taking, yeah, you just kind of take charge and kind of address the situation. I think that's a good approach. Um, cause I know like maybe me personally, I might just kind of move on from it and be like, Oh, that's weird. I wonder why they're being yeah. like that. I don't think I've ever had a situation where I felt like my clients were acting up or just being weird about the poses, which is good. Yeah. Um, oh, I've but- definitely had it. I've had it for sure. But it's okay. like, I feel like I'm, I'm like a, I'm not like a passive aggressive person. I'm like a little mm-hmm. bit, I'm like a little bit aggressive. So <laughs> like, if you're, if you're not having like, I'm like, Hey, I want you to have fun. Like if, if I feel like you're giving me pushback, like, or you guys, like I can sense the vibe of maybe there was an argument like pre-session and this mm-hmm. is, I'm like, it is more awkward for me than it is for you. I can promise that. So let's just like, hash this out. What are we dealing with right now? Let's talk about it. And for the most part, they're like super appreciative that you even care. They're like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Like I just like lost my job or like, I got, you know, like this whole thing is going on at work. I was like, why are we worrying about work? Like, let's just like, this is not, we're done with work for the day. Like let's turn it off, wash it away. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're going to dealing with that tomorrow. Like this is something, and, and it usually just takes something like that, like just to be heard yeah, and listened to, like maybe someone had a bad day at work, they're coming home and they're like, oh my gosh, do we seriously have to go do this session? Like, I'm just not in the mood. And then, and then that person, the other person's like, but I'm really excited about it. We got cute outfits. I'm looking all cute. Like, like, let's just do it. And then right. you feel that you're bringing that negative energy into the session like, no, we got to wash away with that. Like, see how excited this person is. Like, we need to get you on that level. How are we going to get there? Like, yeah. let's figure that out. So, I, I feel like yeah. people who show up to sessions and kind of aren't as excited as you're, you'd hope. I think mm-hmm. like at the end of the session, that person is the one who enjoys it more than the other person. From what I've noticed, like they end up having like way more fun than the first person who was excited for it. Totally. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, like we can, the best like message to get or text to get after a session is like, so-and-so was like, so not excited, like so nervous for this session. And like, they're already talking about like an anniversary session down the road. Like they're pumped. They feel great. And also I'm very like during a session, I'm just, I'm like the biggest flirt in the entire world. I flirt with anyone and everyone at any (laughs) given time. And that's just like my personality. And I'm like, if you don't feel like a mega babe, like during your whole session, like it doesn't, I was like, I'm giving, I'm like feeding you the compliments that you need. And they're genuine. Like, I mean, I'm like, like, this is something like, Hey, like your smile is like, like, why, why are you not smiling more? Like look at your teeth, like, look at your dimples. You are so cute. Like why? Like just yeah. break in there. Like stop. Like, yeah. Is- I mean, that does help build your client's confidence too, though, giving them compliments and letting them know what they're doing well. Um, so they can continue to do those things. Well, will help exactly. with the end result. Just which- the positive affirmation. Like, look at this post. Like, I don't, I know not every photographer does it, but like showing couples, like if they seem nervous, like as soon as you show them the back of your camera, you're like, God, look at you two. Like, this is great. Like, like, and they're like, that's us. Wow. That like, that actually turned out really cute, especially with poses that they feel like that was really awkward. I don't know how that, like, I don't know how that one turned out. I'm like, look at this. Like, okay. Y'all did great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good approach too. So if there's, um, one, like literally just one piece of like advice that you could give someone who's struggling with posing, what would it be? Ooh. Okay. Struggling. Like if you're struggling with posing, yeah, I feel like if you're sorry, I made like a little note, but I'm like, if you're so like my biggest thing is keeping your subjects constantly like engaged, moving. I'm very like, like have their, like change their, where their legs are at, change how their toes pointed, um, bring their hands closer together. Like just Mm -hmm. playing around with like the human form and body and being like, like based on what, um, like someone's body shape or like their height, whatever, like what are things that you can tell they like about themselves? Like they feel like, like 
what's your favorite thing about yourself? Let's like accentuate that, like find out people's like, like the opposite of like a trigger, like find out what they love and, and work heavily with that. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like find, find the things that they're confident in and make them do that because you know that they're confident in those things about them. Exactly. It's like, Oh, like, Oh, I have like, I work out really hard on my legs. Like, let's get you some, let's get you some Carrie Underwood legs in this session. Like, let's make those pop. And then like, just not being afraid to like try new things and fail, especially if you're just like a newer photographer starting out. Like, I feel like 10 years deep, like, I don't care. I was like, I'll throw my clients into whatever pose I can possibly think of and be like, that turned out way cuter than I thought. Or just like that. We're not doing that again. That did not, that did not work, but just- Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to, especially if you get a couple who seem super comfortable, like try out, like, I'm sure they trust you. Like they're putting their trust in you. They're like, like we gave you money, help make us cute. Like help make us like love these photos and yeah. Like not being afraid to try and fail. And then also, um, just getting creative, like challenge yourself with how many variations of a pose that you can do. Like okay. we, t- we touched on that, but just adding like subtle movements. Um, and you'll just j- like to end up with a wide, wider variety. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. I like that. When I'm doing my sessions, I will, um, do kind of like my staple poses. So the poses that I know everyone's good at, everyone can do. And once, and kind of like the classic photos, mm-hmm that I feel like I would want if I just got engaged or if I was a couple. So I'll go through those, all of those poses first. And then after they have all of those photos, then I will start to do like just things that are a little bit more creative and different and unique. Maybe something I've never done before or something I've always wanted to try. Um, And then if your client's comfortable doing those things, you can kind of do fun variations of those very unique poses. Um, And I think, I don't know. I just think that's a good way to kind of come at it with, um, like you were saying, the the creativity aspect of it where trying and failing uh, with a unique pose, like you've already made it through the staple poses. So why not try a pose that's a little bit more unique? You might fail, (laughs) but also like, at least you tried. And like, maybe that's for another couple, but maybe that's not for this couple specifically. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I know this wasn't a question that you asked. And I don't, I don't know if it's one, um, that would be like great for like, like to talk about here, mm-hmm. but just, I know I, I like shoot pretty often and like, I shoot very frequently for just like members of the LBGTQ plus community, yeah. so, like making like, and I'll get cup, I'll get I don't mentor, like I don't do mentor sessions or workshops currently, but I get a lot of like DMs questions about like how, like, I want to make sure that those couples like feel comfortable and like respected and just like, like how, like, how do I go about posing? And like, is it like, is it different? Do I need to do anything different than like like a a standard, like heterosexual couple? Yeah. And it's, it's like, I have, so I have two gay siblings and mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been like, a, like around the community my whole life. And just like, I feel like there's different comfort levels of like, oh, like if you're not, if you're not in or around that community before it can be like, you're just like, I just don't want to do anything wrong. Like, I don't want to do or say the wrong thing. Yeah. And, and it's like, like those people are just happy that you're trying like right. to be better. And like, and it's like, if you're asking questions, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Obviously don't be like an asshole, but if you're (laughs) like, like, like maybe think about some things before you say them, if they sound like they're going to be taken really wrong, then that's probably not the question to ask. But it's like, um, like if you're shooting like a same sex male couple versus shooting a same sex, like, but like female couple or like trans, it's like, make sure like like those couples especially are like, they're not represented as much. So they might not be seeing like, like that couple is probably not going to be interested in hiring you if they don't think that you can like make them look good and like pose them. Or just if you seem like super uncomfortable, like 
Yeah. It's like, maybe you're just not trying, like, just don't feel like you're walking on eggshells. Just like be a a normal person and don't like, don't think, don't overthink it. Just like, this is just like, this is just another couple in love. You don't have to be like any certain way about it. And if you feel you are making them uncomfortable, then it's like, (laughs) you're just, you're shutting out like a whole community of people who deserve to get awesome pictures taken of their love too. And so, right. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like a lot of what we talked about with posing, like does apply to same sex couples as well. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we did mention a few times about like, if it's a guy or a girl, but I think like for the most part, a lot of poses translate over really well to same sex couples. Um, honestly, if it was like someone's first time shooting like a same sex couple, I would just recommend doing a little bit more research, um, coming prepared with poses that look like they're going to be, I don't know, just more comfortable, but also like do all, all the normal poses you would do. Um, yeah, it's literally not going to be any different than a normal session unless you make it different. Like you said, by just walking on eggshells a little more. Yeah. I was like, absolutely. And just, I mean, even with uh, like, there's so many combinations of like people in love that need to be represented. And I feel like if, like, if you're if your work in your portfolio is showing that you're going to get the best type of people, like people who are so appreciative that they mm-hmm. feel represented, like, like not every couple is going to be like, like comfortable with being like picked up or, right. you know, they're like, Oh, like, I don't, well, I don't like what my body looks <laughs> like when I do that. I don't think like, I'll have people who are like, I don't think that they can hold me. Let's like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's like not try that one. I'm like, yeah. okay, we're going to like, so it's like, but if they like poses that look like that, like, like if you're like, I don't want to be picked up, that's not going to be cute for anybody. Like, but I want something that looks like that. It's like, okay, well, if you want one where it's like a piggyback ride, you like the look of those pictures, but you're like, I am not getting on their back. That's not what's going to happen. Like, then let's get one. Like, Hey, you're standing on this and let's have you like arms over their shoulder. Right. And and let's get like a close up of that. It looks like a similar pose, but we're we're like reevaluating and doing it in a different manner so that yeah. you both feel comfortable and you don't feel like you're putting on a show. Like Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I think making your clients comfortable is like the most important thing when it comes to posing in general. Um that comfortability determines whether or not the photos turn out like like good. It turns oh, out whether whether absolutely. or not they like the photos. And it's like, it's like, you know, it's like 50% you 50% them and then 50% the other like partner of theirs too. So you're like, if you're giving 150% into your session, like, like you just, yeah. Like, yeah, it just, it just works out so much better with everyone putting in the effort. Um, so if we transitioned a little bit, I think we should talk a little bit about client experience. I know like posing specifically, I feel like does incorporate a lot of client experience because that experience that you're giving someone as you're posing them during a session is really important. And that's kind of their first impression of you and your shooting style. And, um, that determines whether or not they have a good experience. So, um, if anyone is listening and they don't know what client experience is, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's how does your client experience your services and what, experience are you giving them so that they in the end like have a have a good time want to refer you to others and they love their photos but not just their photos they loved the service that you provided as well so um Bailey why do you think that client experience is important um and like I guess what ways do you give your clients a good experience not just with posing but in general like what are some of the things that you're doing Yeah, I'd say so like, I mean, the client experience starts from like that very first inquiry email or like Mm -hmm. the first message that you get. Um, If they're, I mean, making sure that you're present on like your social media platforms, if your mental health allows it, obviously, but like, like if people can see people know who they're hiring, if they're reaching out to you via like if they found you on Google, maybe not. They only know what they know from your website. So that being said, like, make sure that all of 
every facet, every platform that you're on showcases your personality. It showcases like who you are, who they're paying to hire. Like if, I mean, I, I feel like it's been talked about and talked about, but like, it can't be talked about enough. Like yeah. how important it is that these people know who you are and it will make like, the more they know about you, the more comfortable they'll be, the more you show up on your stories. Like I'm so guilty of it. I hate hearing the sound of my own voice, but it's like, I appreciate like the people I want to hire are people who I feel like I know. And I feel like I'm friends with. So when someone first reaches out to you, if they already feel like they know you, there's already a level of comfortability there. But in like the client experience, like how is your communication? If it sucks, like get better, like don't, you know, you, you can't have be a successful business owner. If you can't keep track of your leads and inquiries and emails, (laughs) like there's so many things like, and if you can't do it, figure it out, outsource it. Like, don't, don't try to bite off more than you can chew. Like, this is like, I'm giving myself advice right now too, but (laughs) I'm taking notes too. It's fine. Yeah. You're like, okay. Someone reaches out, like be, I know at least on my website, I have it on there, like allow up to 72 hours for a response. Like I'm not looking at my emails on the weekends. I'm shooting. Like I, I cannot respond like every 24 hours. Typically I'm like, but have it like set the expectations from the get go. I'm like, Hey, if someone right above my contact form on my website, it's like allow 72 hours. If you can't do 72 hours, like that, like that's probably like the longest, but that's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you can't do that, then have like hire someone to help you. But as long as you're setting the expectations up along the whole time and don't, don't, don't take a super long time to respond, like, like make yourself available as available as you can, as you would want someone to be if you were hiring them and yeah, getting like, take the time to get to know them. And you know, it's like, if I'm having a FaceTime meeting with someone, if they're, if their profiles are public, I try to get like, it's like, if someone reaches out and they're having their wedding at X venue, like go and look up that venue ahead of time, like do some research before your call. They've done the research into you, like do the research back into them. Like even if someone's like, if someone's taking the time to inquire on your site, hire you. These people are probably excited, whether they're reaching out to just you or 10 other photographers, like Mm -hmm. show that you are willing to like invest that time back into them. And you care about not only like the photos, but like their experience and how, how that's going to go. But yeah. Yeah. And then obviously setting the expectations in your proposal contract, like fulfilling all of those duties. Like if you promise a certain amount of time and photos and the delivery, like you need to hit those marks. It's not, it's like those non-negotiables because as soon as you don't, don't hit those, like, I'm like, I give myself an, I'm like over promise under like under promise, over deliver, (laughs) under promise, over deliver. You're like, like every person I've like raved about hiring or like want to hire again, um, company companies that you buy through. If someone's like, if you purchase something online and it gets and you're expecting it in a month and it gets there in two weeks, you're like, wow, like this is great. Phenomenal. Yeah. But it's like, if it gets there, if it gets there, like two weeks late, you're like, am I going to buy from them again? Like probably not. Like, unless you were absolutely like mind blowing, incredible, but there's also other mind blowing, incredible people who can do that in the time that they've promised it. So, right. Yeah. So setting those expectations, making sure you follow through. Um, I know you mentioned something earlier about questionnaires and I feel like questionnaires are such a huge part of client experience because like you said, it's all about getting to know your clients, but even more than that, it's making sure that you're getting to know them in a way that helps you deliver that end product even better. So it's like beyond what they could have imagined, but in the process you got to know them and gave them this great like customer service too. So that, that questionnaire, um, is huge for customer service. You're asking them, what location do you want your photos at? Um, when do you want to do it? What, what are your favorite songs? What candy do you like? I don't know any questions like that. Um, and then for weddings specifically, I find that my questionnaire helps me get the shots that I might not have known they wanted. So I have questions on my questionnaire that ask like, 
what specific shots like do you want of like items or are there specific yep. people who are there that you really want a photo with um or like a specific like I asked their family shot list and things yep um and any anything within the questionnaire I think is really going to help you with client experience because once you have the information that's going to help you deliver above and beyond what they could have totally. even imagined yeah and there and there's certain questions that it's like are completely irrelevant. You don't need like, there's yeah. lots of questionnaires where I don't want to fill out like 30 questions where I feel like, like every question is like, I want it to feel like I'm getting to know you or something that's going to be applicable to how, like you said, getting to know their favorite songs. Okay. If I I'm getting three favorite songs that like are songs that are special to the two of them, I'm probably going to use those for like posting the behind the scenes video that I shoot from their engagement session from the wedding day. Like like if I'm posting, I'm like, if you, if these people are like, hate pop and then that's, I just pick like a, <laughs> you know, like a pop song and they're like, God, yeah, that's like, so not what we listen to, but I know what you listen to because I knew that information ahead of time. So it's like, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't seem applicable or like in the moment, but right. they'll see that like, Hey, Oh, this is something that like is really important to us. If they're like, Oh, yeah. our and, and there's suggestions that you can make as a professional. Like if they're like, we really love, like our dog is our world. Like this is literally our human child and <laughs> we, but we can't have it at our destination wedding. We can't have our dog. They're going to be back home being watched. Like you're like, okay, well I have like, I have a suggestion. Like how can we incorporate, like, how can we feel like we still have like your dog or like something to make it feel special on the day of, mm-hmm. um, and then you're like, Hey, this is what, like another couple, another couple of mine did this. Like how fun would that be? Like when people do just for example, like the little like cocktails where they have like, this is the dog, this is our cat. They get a little like character thing. And you're like, like, how would they have known to think of that? I mean, there's, it's like, help them out. Like each thing you're helping them with, they're going to remember. And they're going to be like, Hey, you should, anytime they see someone else of their friends get engaged, they're like, like, you want them to be like, not just like, Oh, congratulations. Like, no. Oh, congratulations. When you're ready to hire a photographer, you have to hire ours. Ours is incredible. And like, mm-hmm. let every person be like, every person that is your client is going to be like your biggest supporter after the fact. Yeah. And like, like, like their word of mouth is the biggest thing. Like that's never going away. Like social media will. So yeah. Oh yeah. And something that I try to think of when I'm working with my clients and working on my client experience. Um, I think like, what, what am I doing? That's not only giving them a good client experience, but it's giving them an amazing experience so that that pushes them to want to refer me to people because you can give like a, a mediocre experience and you know, you can hit all the marks and you can go through the motions, but it's going the extra mile. Like you're talking about giving them suggestions, checking in on them, asking like, are there any other shots you want? Like before you move on to the next thing, those are all small things that I think are going to be really important for like having not mediocre, but like a super good experience. That's going to push them to leave a review, refer, refer you to their friends. And that's the stuff that's super valuable as business owners are. Um, it's memorable. Right. Oh yeah. And it it spreads like wildfire having just like amazing, like clients raving about you, you know, like that's way more important than anything we do online, to be honest. Yep. And I'm like, and and I was like, my, my clients are like literally, I mean, every, I feel like every, every photographer thinks they have the best like clients in the world, but I'm like, like my clients are literally like, like they're turn into my friends. Like I have Mm -hmm. double dates with them. This is not every, like not every couple is going to have enough in common that you're going to be like hanging out after the fact. But like, these are people who I'm like, I'm investing so much time into them. Like my, my job is such a huge part of my life that it helps when I have, like, I don't want to work for people who, who I like, I don't love. I'm like, right. I, like, I want it to feel like every person is someone that I like, I love having in my life, even if it's just for a moment, like this is like, I want to invest into you and I want you to care enough about me. Like if those, if you have those type of relationships with your clients, the, if you get hurt, like imagine you get hurt like three days before their wedding day. Like 
I don't want to ever book the type of couple who is like, our photographer got in a car accident. So we're screwed. 10 minutes later, they're like trying to find a new photographer. I'm like, I want someone who is like, oh my God, I like, you know, we're thinking about you. Like, I cannot believe this happened. Like, I want that to be the first thought that goes across their mind. Like, I can't imagine like what their family's going through or anything like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm not thinking about like, if someone, you know, if, if my bride or something is like, like my brother's really sick, like something like that. And you're like, like if your first thought is like, am I going to get paid? Is the wedding still going to happen? Or like, then you are like, you're not, you're not here for the right reasons. Like you right. need to back, like the bachelorette. Yeah. Not yeah, here for the right reasons. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you like care about them as a human first things happen. Like mm-hmm. I think so many businesses, so many businesses had to shut down, like shut their doors due to COVID. And I'm like, I, think, I feel like I'll be doing this as long as like people will have me. But I think like, my business specifically, like absolutely like thrived and flourished during COVID. And after that, like I had my best, best year yet because Mm -hmm. all the way that I went about handling those relationships and like the reschedules and all of that, like, yeah, I think part of it just has to do with kind of humanizing what you do, treating people like real people instead of, um, like this is my job this is the end product. You are the, the end product and I'm just doing this for the money. I think that's kind of where, um, client experience really, um, it's really important because having grace and giving your clients, um, that grace and treating them how you would want to be treated is really important. Um, just as a business owner, just in general, like, you know, yeah, just like human to human. Like if you, if you are not the person, like this is not, wedding photography is so personal people. It's so vulnerable. People are opening themselves up. Like if you're getting an invite to a wedding, that's like a hundred, maybe like, you know, like 50 to 150 of like their closest friends and family. Like, like you need to feel like you deserve that spot by the time you get there, like invest into that relationship that like, they would probably invite you anyways. Like that's, that's how much they like you. They're like, this is someone who we want to attend our wedding, not just like they're going to be with you the whole entire wedding day. So it's like, like make yourself their friend, like let them, let them rely on you, let them depend on you. Yeah. Obviously like make sure that you're, it's it's like, if there's boundaries that you need to set, set those, like, like you need to love on them back. So, oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I just had recorded an episode with Charlie talking about weddings a little bit. And we said something about just being the client's like main point of contact throughout the wedding day. Like you, you set the tone, your attitude affects how the bride or whoever, just the couple, it affects how they like perceive the day almost. Like if you have this horrible attitude and you don't want to be there, they're going to feel that and that's going to put a damper on their wedding day. So you kind of have to remember that you are such a huge, like you're a huge factor in the mood of the day. Um, so with client experience, just making sure that your attitude and your heart is in the right place before you go into it. Like if something happened beforehand, like a little bit of drama with a couple, it's fine. Like it's still their wedding day. You're still photographing it. So, you know, have a good attitude about it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's basically what we said in the podcast. So I'm just reiterating that at this point. Um, cool. Well, um, we are basically out of time for this episode, but I wanted to say first, thank you, Bailey, for being on this episode. It was really fun talking with you. I have been like, you have been like my Instagram hype man for so long. And so I was like, I just need to talk to Bailey on my podcast. So thank you for coming on. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, and if you want to just tell everyone like where they can find you and stuff too, before we, um, peace out, that would be amazing. And and tell me like what's coming up new in your business or like what, what are you working on and stuff? Oh God. Um, (laughs) wedding. That's that's all that's coming up. Yes. I was like, so yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Bailey Dennis and it's spelled B-A-Y-L-E-E. Yes. Dennis. And, 
uh, yeah, there's like, honestly, not as like what's new coming up. Like, like books are almost full for 2022. So I'm like, I'm, I'm cruising. I'm just trying to get over like the mountain of editing that I have. So I'm, I'm taking it low key this year. I'm not, you're not going to see me anywhere. I'm like, (laughs) just in my editing cave. (laughs) I'm, I'm MIA. I will show up on, on Instagram and that's, yeah. I was like, that, that's what I do. I, I stick with that. I love that you are ambitious and you have all these other like platforms. I do not know <laughs> how you do it. Like props to you, but oh, thanks. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll be yeah. chilling with my couples forever. And then right. maybe eventually I'll have something, something else, but. Oh, that's yeah. okay. I mean, it is wedding season and I'm also in the midst of shooting tons of weddings too. So yeah. if you said anything besides wedding, I would be like, good for you, girl. Like, honestly, yeah. how are you doing it? Honestly, like, I don't, I don't know. We, um, I say we, it's just me. Um, yeah. but Charlie, I mean, Charlie helps me sometimes. Um, I started outsourcing my editing for some stuff. So that's been pretty helpful, but yeah. I reached out, I reached out to your editor. Okay. Your- Yes. Yes. They're I was awesome. like, I've never, I have not outsourced editing before, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's, just <laughs> it's time. <laughs> if I should, it's probably time. Like, I'm yeah. like, I have like, re- I have the reins held on every single like part of my business, but I'm like, there are certain parts that I'm like, okay, maybe other people can do, and maybe they can do just as good. And mm-hmm. I'm just not giving it the opportunity. So yes. I, that's a good way to look at it for sure. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, yeah. And thanks everyone for listening. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment or keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in. So much clearer now Get in a little bit